Welcome to Board Chili Podcast. I'm Vera. 100 Hong Wan's first series of Board Chili Podcast. We'll have 100 apes from all over the world share their ape stories, talking about their project or fun, and give unique perspectives on working the Web3. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 100 Hong Wan's. I'm your host Vera, and it, it, it's been a while since our Ape Quindal episode, and today we have another very special roundtable discussion about Ape Quindal with my colleagues and our special counsels. Are Waban, Captain Shrippy, and Jerry. We're here for some insights. Welcome, everyone. Before we start our DAO conversation, I wanted to hear what's your ape story, so we can start with Waban. My ape story, like how I got into the club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was like watching NFTs from afar when the mint happened. I wasn't in the scene yet. I got in NFTs in August of 2021, and the first one I was just like following random NFT influencers, and one of the oldest guys was G Funk. So I got into Pixel Vault first, and then there was like a few apes in the Pixel Vault founders DAO, and they were like, I saw them as like a cool crew in the DAO, and they were always talking about their ape things. And then when the first ape fest happened, I think October of 21. I the FOMO was just too crazy, and I couldn't I couldn't not be in the club anymore. So about my first ape right after the first ape fest in like October 2021, and yeah, it wasn't long before I wasn't going to Pixel Vault anymore, and I've been full on in in the yacht club ever since. Wait, you went to the first ape fest, right? No, I joined right after the first. I was like. Listening to all the updates on Twitter and then like Discord, but I wasn't at the first ape fest. Well, Ben used to be a lawyer and he has some legal background, so we want to hear a little bit more about what you've you've done before. What was your career and what make you get into crypto? Sure, yeah, I was a lawyer all during that time, like when I was joining the club for a number of years before that. But yeah, it was like. Especially once I got into the board of yacht club, I started spending more and more of my spare time online in discords on Twitter, thinking about the board of yacht club. And when ApeCoin came out, I, I was doing a lot of thinking about ApeCoin and you know getting involved in the DAO. And you know I was lucky to do pretty well in the last bull run, and I、uh, was in like a position where I could leave my job if I wanted to, and、uh, I decided to do that. Uh, I went all in on Web three,、um, left my you know my firm that I was working at,、um, and、uh, yeah, basically started getting involved in Apecoin DAO like pretty much right after like within a month of meeting my career as a lawyer, and that's what I've basically been doing ever since. You're probably the first one that I know quit the lawyer job and not doing legal job in the Web three. You do a lot of stuff like related to legal in Apecoin DAO, but not as a lawyer. Do you ever want to become a crypto lawyer? Think about it. It's it's an option. I did do a little bit of like Web three legal work, but my practice wasn't very Web three focused. But I did a little bit over the years.、Um, so I think about it every now and then. But I'm trying to chart a course、uh, where I don't、uh, represent, you know, like in a legal relationship, like Web three clients. Obviously, my that background, I think it's a skill set that I'll be using in whatever I do in this space. But for now, I'm not planning to take on Web3 clients and try and build that legal practice. So, what are the few things that you you just mentioned that like the skill set you get as a lawyer 
that can contribute your journey in the Web3? And you think that's the highlight that helps most of your career in the Web3? Yeah, the skill set, you, know, you get a variety of skills as a lawyer, obviously like a knowledge of the law and as it relates to legal, there's like a lot of, or as it relates to Web3, there's a lot of like regulatory factors that are at play in a lot of what's happening in the space. And there's all kinds of other laws, non-regulatory that obviously are factors in business and in art and entertainment and culture. And, but I think like other skills are like when you're working in law, you spend a lot of time trying to take really complicated things and explain them in a simple way, usually to your client or a judge or in a memo or whatever. That's something that I spent a lot of time doing. And I, I think that's a skill that I bring into the work that I do now. And yeah, just reasoning, analysis, like all that stuff is stuff you do every day as a lawyer. So I think those are all skills that I, I bring to the work that I'm doing now and I'll bring to whatever I'm doing going forward. Thank you for sharing your story. And I want to hear your story, Captain. So I started in Web3, probably really late 2020, early 2021 in crypto, essentially. I'm obviously familiar with crypto before that, dabbled very minimally in it, but really got interested in it around that time started studying it, Bitcoin, Ethereum, DeFi, all those type things, and <clears throat> came across FTs. And it was really a pretty interesting new concept to me and started going down that rabbit hole, <clears throat> researching it, followed the punks auction. They had that. And all this was happening so quick around the same time, but <clears throat> mentioned a me bet, but came across the board API club and really just fell in love with the collection and the community. And that's what really made me go. I don't want to say all in, but from like a web, but from like a crypto web three standpoint, really went <clears throat> almost all in per se into the Yuga BAYC ecosystem and went to events, was able to travel with some of the fellow club members to an event in Chicago that same weekend, went to Denver for an event, shortly thereafter went to Ape Fest. And so really early on was just really focused on being a, a member of the club and getting to know other members. And when I could either online or IRL, go and meet people. A lot of this happened around the time that, you know, of COVID. And then it's, I think a lot of this like online club and connections came to a degree from being isolated and being able to, and, ha and having those groups and people to be able to talk to and relate to. And around that time also that this started forming, COVID started easing up and we were able to get out some. And so it's like these relationships formed, we were able to start getting out more. It was just like this freedom of being able to go travel and to meet people. And, and so, you know, I bought what people know was like the Captain Trippy PFP as like one of my last apes. I had bought, I had bought quite a few before then, sold a few. And uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. If we would have known how all this would play out, I think all of us would have held on to everything for for most of the time. It's just evolved into such an incredible ecosystem, and um, building a metaverse, and and all the things that come with it now are just incredible. And thankful to be along for this journey. And and so as this evolved over time, I saw myself as an active community member, um, but wanted to bring my skill set and contribute to the ecosystem. And through the course of 2021, early 2022, there's numerous, numerous opportunities to either be involved in a collection, to launch a collection, to do my own collection. A lot of people reached out to me wanting me to do something, but ultimately I decided that wasn't the path that I wanted to take for various reasons. It was like, whether it was just making a decision that 
I, I come, my background is in business. And so really paying out for a business lens and making sure that whatever I got myself into, if I was to get into it, that it had like a real business case, use case for it, that was something that could continue on for a long time. And, and especially if you're raising money or taking money from other people, there's like this certain level of, I don't want to say commitment, but a certain level of it's like accountability that you have to these people. And it's, so from a, from that standpoint, just at the time and, and still to this day, didn't feel like that was the, the right move for me. And so wanting to be an active member of like Web3 and the ecosystem at large, I wanted to try to bring my background into and my skill set into the DAO. <clears throat> and so that's what I did. Um, started getting more active in the DAO, ended up running, of course, and, and being an active um, uh, DAO member and now SC member. And uh, yeah, so here we are. So what what did you do before you joined the club? I, I know, but... but <laughs> yeah, as best I can answer without giving doxing too much, it was just basically, I, I've got a long history in business and starting a business businesses and operating them over time, really started off with uh, a couple of employees and, and grew it to make now my company's well over a hundred employees. And during that time, the skills that I had to learn and like I say, cutting my teeth and making mistakes and all those type things, just there's only so much you could learn in school on operating a business and doing those things. And really, I feel like there's different paths to learning how to and running businesses. And some people take different paths. My path, for, the path that I took was after school was to, to buy a small business with a couple of employees and be able to grow it. And over that period of time, I wore a number of hats, basically every hat in, in the business. And, and, and at one time before I had kids, it was sun up to basically the time you went to bed, it was very much work. It was working all day in the business. And then at nighttime, you got to work on the business, whether it's payroll or banking, HR, there's just always things to do. But over time, as the business grew, I was able to hire more people to help. And so it was basically like when I was filling a position, it was always fill that position with somebody that um, had a skill set um, that was good, a good addition to the team and fit into the culture, but also that had a skill set and in that area that I knew was a lot better than what I was currently doing and what I could currently bring to the table. And so just over time, you keep adding pieces to the puzzle, you keep growing the business sales or HR or finance, and then you can look up one day and it's like you have this amazing team around you and the team is able to now, yes, I am needed. I am a, I'm an advisor. I lead the company, those type things very much is bigger than myself at this point. And so it allows me to be able to do things like this. And so obviously I had to, when I took on the special counsel role, I had to even take a little bit further step back, but this role was important to me for a number of reasons. One, I wanted to contribute to this ecosystem. It's contributed so much to myself, to my friends and, and to my family. And, and then also from like an experience standpoint, I look at web three and ETH, Ethereum, everything that's happening. And I, I believe in the future here. And, and it's something that I would like to be involved with for decades. And so just from experience standpoint as well, it was like being on special counsel comes with a lot of experience. There's a lot of things thrown our way, some that we can talk about, some that we can't necessarily for various reasons, but it's been a great learning experience over the last five months. And I'm hoping that what I've learned in this role over the last five months, the last couple of weeks, really trying to take a hard look at things and what I can do better as a special council member in the final seven months that I have here. But, but yeah, it's a little bit of background on how I got to here. Wow. This is actually my first time to hear Captain share his personal story for so long. <laughs> I really appreciate that you're sharing 
so much of your entrepreneurship story as well in terms of the communication and the experience that you have been contributing to our team, and I think it's been amazing. So really appreciate.、It. Thank you for sharing that story.、Yeah. But another thing that we can't ignore of、uh, Captain Trippy is he's actually influencer on Twitter. He has quite a lot of followers. How do you have so many followers? <laughs> That's a funny question. I don't know. It was by accident, right? So it was just like I had an old Twitter account that was like for IRL that I hardly ever used, and then I got in this space and created an account. And when I first started, my handle was not Captain Trippy; it was something else. It was some other ape. I can't even remember. I think there was a couple different handles. And then when I bought、uh, the quote Captain Trippy PFP, it was it just was like looked at it that night. I was like, all right, this is, I got to create a, a new handle, and, and it was just like obvious to me what it should be. And as far as like how this happened, I think I do. Yeah, I, I will say that I do think like having such a rare ape helped、um, to a degree. I think it's almost like a cheat code because it's so identifiable, and people like can see it and identify it. And the other thing was just I was just having fun with it. I remember being in on a trip、uh, with my wife and some friends to Kentucky doing the Bourbon Trail, and like hitting 500 followers and telling my wife like, "How do I got 500 followers on Twitter? What's going on here?" And then it was a thousand, and then it was two thousand. And it was just having fun on there, and、uh, I don't know. You look up one day, and yeah, it's, it's for me what seems like a big number. So it's it's been fun. <clears throat> it was an yeah, accident, it, to be honest. It's a lot of followers. I was like, wow, <laughs> we got influencer here, and and then he never talks about it. I love to to look at your tweets. It's it's so fun.、Uh -huh. uh, well, thank. Yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing that story. I'll give everyone a little bit background here. Ape Coin DAO Special Counsel are five seats role that work with the foundation, and all the special counsel went through the election process and election for one year of serve in this role. And of course, you can run again. Me and Jerry, we are not running again, and that's why we are here. <laughs> Jerry, why you're not running? Oh, that's a.、Uh... That's a loaded question. <laughs> I would ask you to ask. I, I promise I'll come back on the show and answer that in more detail after January first. But the short of it is, I actually decided based on the time requirements and what we were dealing with, what we're up against, the workload, that it wasn't worth. It really wasn't worth it at the current pay before they reduced it, and I had already bowed out then. It was a done deal for me. The time requirement alone, like the amount of time that we've put into it, I feel like I can contribute to the DAO in a a more focused way、um, outside of the position. And I really, I, I plan on it.、Like、currently, the way that the position is set up, you're pulled in a lot of different directions, and it's hard to really buckle down and focus on one or two specific tasks that you feel like you're passionate about. That's, that's difficult. One of those was communications. We weren't really able to、uh, to deliver on the communication as well as we wanted to because once we got on the position, we realized that there was quite a bit of the job that we can't、um, we can't go out and tell everybody about on a daily basis. Yeah, are you two planning on running again? Is that a question for Wilman and Cap? Yeah, I'm curious about those. I, I don't think I will run again personally. I don't know what the future holds, and I believe that this position probably needs a little bit of an evolution. So perhaps. But I think that I think my passion would be better used elsewhere and focused in a different area where I can really. I like to see things through, like all the way from start to finish. That's something that you can do in the job. There are a lot of barriers. It's very difficult. You're juggling a lot all the time. 
it's definitely closer to five hours than three and a half. Yeah, I agree. Been on running again? It might be too early for them. They still have yeah. seven months. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I haven't committed one way or another. I'm, I'm going to see how the next few months goes. I've got some weeks where I'm like, yeah, I think I would run again. And then I have other weeks where I'm like, I don't know. But it's really so far out that ask me in March or April and I'll probably have a better answer then. We'll come back to you again. All right. We're going to come back to Jerry for more detail and for why he's not running again. And we're going to come back for Waban. Um, Cap, I think I know your answer. <laughs> if you want to share, that's fine. If you don't. Yeah, I don't mind sharing. I do not plan on running again. I've made that public. This was always, even before I was elected, this was always a one-year thing for me. I'll, I won't say never. So it's not that there's like a 0% chance I don't run again at some point in the future. Um, but I'm not running and I don't plan on running again um, for re-election for various reasons. And uh, it has nothing to do, it may have something to do with the position. And, uh, but also, like I said, going into it, it was always a plan just for a one-year thing for me. And then uh, I, I hope to like, I plan on continuing to be involved in the Dow, just like Jerry. I do think that his position has helped me out a lot just to give me more perspective on the Dow, like really being like on the inside and, and being able to work on the inside. And so I think it's the, the experience has been invaluable and I think it's going to help tremendously like outside of the Dow to not working in the Dow, but like once I'm like back to being just a community member to be active in the Dow and put up AIPs and understand how to navigate that better and work with the community and Getting to know the people like that are active in the Dow actually a whole lot better. There's just a lot of people that, that that I've just got a tremendous amount of respect for now after having worked with them. That you know before, it's not that I didn't respect them. It was just it was just like a different perspective. And now like I see those people and I see the work that they're putting in and just the grind and the passion for the Dow on a daily basis. And and uh, yeah, I just I I want to continue to contribute. And so it's a long way of saying. No, I don't plan on running again. But let's never let's never say never. Like at some point in the future, you know, maybe I'm like. When the Dow is twenty years down the road, who knows? Who knows what'll <laughs> happen? But but no, I don't plan on it again. <clears throat> I see. I like having the similar reasons for not running again because I'm like more like a conservative person. Like, you probably already know that. Like during work with me, and I feel like there are so much thing I could do if I'm not on this road. I can do a lot more. Not only voting, but actually can do quite a lot more that I want to contribute to the DAO. That's the, the reason why I made that decision. Just being in this role, it's amazing, right? Like we see from the, the community perspective and the foundation perspective and get to know what actually really need for the DAO. So I think it's a good time for me to step down and having the new blood in the DAO and then see what they can bring to the DAO. It's a farewell party here, but not really. We still have a month to go and, and we're still going to be communicating with each other um, over time. Ben and Captain that they onboarded five months ago. So they went through pretty much the same election um, process that everyone went through. And it's also what's coming in a couple of weeks. Do you guys wanted to share some experiences while you're running for the special council? Yeah, I would say pace yourself. To a degree, you can definitely <laughs> go very hard on the election. And when I say that, especially like on like spaces and some of the uh, the interviews, and a lot of times I feel like the audience is very similar and you've got to get your message out. But I know when we were running, it felt like there was a time period. It felt like we were doing three or four shows a day. It probably wasn't that many, but it certainly felt like it. And you got questions that were being sent and you had to be on this and do that. And so we'll just say pace yourself to a degree. 
it, for me, I had to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I like to be involved on Twitter, but I have been more of a private person. Don't typically get on video, those type things. And so in the process, I had to get out of my comfort zone a little bit and, uh, and do more of that. And so I think that certainly uh, helped put more of maybe make me more, more relatable to be on those shows and be on video and to talk about those, you know, to be seen, if you will. But I would say just be patient, lean into your strengths, approach it for the right reasons. And just one thing that having worked with this special counsel, you're always going to have critics, right? You know, people that support you, you're always going to have critics. However, having worked with this group, I do believe that everybody's in it for the right reasons. And I hope that continues for the next round. And I, I believe that it will and the community gets it right. Thank you for sharing, Captain. Uh, what about you, Wilban? Yeah, it's a marathon for sure. But I guess if we're talking to the candidates, if that's the audience, I would say just enjoy enjoy it. It's a cool experience. It's uh, You're going to probably meet a lot of people through the process. The other candidates, even though you're competing with them, you're all really... You're all really aligned on the same thing, which is to try and make the eight point out better. I've some of the other candidates have become good friends of mine, including those that won and those that didn't. And we're we continue to work together now, even if we're not all on special counsel. If you're committed to the DAO and if you care about the space, just yeah, enjoy it and see running as an opportunity to deepen your connections and to deepen your understanding of the DAO and the ecosystem. And yeah, I guess to the people who aren't running, look closely at the candidates and listen to what the current special counsel says when they talk about their experiences and vote who you think is going to be the best person to do the job. So how was that process feels like to you guys when you guys were writing for it? Was that very stressful? Oh yeah, very stressful. Like Shippy said, especially the last two weeks, like when the spaces got going, probably even especially the last week, there was multiple spaces every day. There's uh, the votes are changing all over the place. The votes are completely different in the first round versus the second round. And it's a long process. Each one is two weeks. So it's like really two weeks of your time when it's really hard not to think about it. So yeah, it was like Shippy said, it was a total marathon. It, it was a lot. Yeah, and it's even worse because it's holiday season when everyone is celebrating Christmas and you're there on the Twitter space and having debating with people. I wish this election could be not holiday season so that people can have a peaceful Christmas. I remember Jerry was like on the Twitter space. That was pretty crazy when we were running for it. Was that debating with... Yeah, that was, that was a memorable moment right at the end. It was on Books and Profits... And that whole, uh, yeah, that last day. I've actually come to be friends with the Gentry Land. He's a good guy. It was nothing personal at all. But uh, yeah, it was heated. And my advice to anybody is to uh, don't take stuff personally. Best advice I got from Yat was thick skin. You have to have thick skin. The election is a good time to figure out maybe if, if this is something you want to do. If the election process stresses you out too much, it's not a whole lot better afterwards, to be honest with you. There's still a lot of debating and it's a lot. There's a lot to take in. So I think thick skin is probably one of the most important. Just continually tell yourself when you're getting that feedback from people is just keep doing what you're doing. You were elected for a reason. You're going to be elected for a reason. It's good judgment and emotional intelligence goes a long way. 
Yeah, I, I have to say that was a very stressful process. You started oh. in a much different way. Yours started off, you were that person that you watch a race, like an actual foot race. Everybody gets out of the gate. You see this one person, their gate doesn't open. That horse doesn't, yeah. their gate just doesn't open. And they're in there and they're like, all the other horses are going. And, <gasps> and this one person's gate just doesn't. And you're like, oh no. And then it does open 10 seconds late. And obviously there's no chance whatsoever, but somehow or another pulled that one out and you were like Seabiscuit, you lapped all of us and, and ended up just obliterating us. So I would, uh, that was really interesting to watch. That was like the event for you where we were just like, what just happened? That was just really crazy because I didn't pass for people may not know. Like they had an issue with uh, processing my KYC until very last minute when everyone already so ready for the election. I have not prepared anything. It was feel like really rushed until very last minute that they added me in on the list. And then it's more dramatic later on because... For the first round, I had a big voter voted on me, and then that voter actually moved a vote second round, and that creates a little bit more drama. His vote and how will that process look like? And from my perspective, for a lot of people to see it is oh, she already know what's going on. I seriously d- don't know what's going on. The time I really don't know what's going to happen, and then that's a very big voter that shift the votes at the second round, which is the most important round. So, Yeah, I remember um, it. But um, I thought that I thought you were sandbagging. I thought you just knew and you were holding it back for that last minute. And then I remember you telling me, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, that's actually a lot of people think. I didn't lie. I, I had the whole conversation. I was like DMing with people and they were asking me, like, do you know what's going on? I'm like, I really don't know. If I know that, I won't be that stressed. So it was like a very crazy experience for me after that person moved the vote i was like okay i don't think i'm able to get more votes i actually took a nap when you were debating with decentraland i was like too stressed out whatever let god decide what's gonna happen and when i look back my husband messaged me saying you should wake up because usually community was there voting and they're just running for me and that moment i was like super touched because i was at the point i'm giving up but the community didn't give up on me so that's a little bit behind story i never really shared with others i woke up i looked back on the chat i was just like really appreciate that such a community supporting me and when i already almost can't can be there it's wild it's quite emotional when I talk about that, but let's move on to the conversation. So you both have been like participating in the DAO before. I see Captain voting a lot and we'll ban that very important AIP of working groups on um, in our ApeCoin DAO and like, pushing that whole restructure internal operation look like. So now you guys are on the SC seats and you see it in a different perspective. So how do you see this role now versus when you were on the community role before? What difference do you guys see? Yes, I'm going first here. <clears throat> For me, it's going back to the question about while you're running, it spills over into this. And that is, it's uh, it's more emotional than I anticipated. And so like when I was running as well, and for me, it was more stressful, like the, the, second, the, the, the second round than the first, but it was like highly emotional with both flipping or whatever. And then one thing that, again, it's like learning over the last five months and like how to be better the next seven months. It's just there's times where I find myself getting more emotional about things than that happened and that I normally would. And so I, I usually pride myself in being 
just more, I don't want to say easygoing, but just like emotional intelligence. Jerry said that earlier. I feel like that has been a strength of mine um, through the years. And, and so trying to take that and apply it into stressful situations here, because um, when you're on SC, um, I don't say this, I, w- I wouldn't say this applies for everybody, but I definitely think there's a certain, there's a certain amount of people within the ecosystem that look at you differently when you're on SC. It's just like from before until once you're on, it's just all of a sudden you're, the expectation is there of do something, do this, do that. And this is, and so you feel that you feel the pressure um, and, and the role is limited in what you can do. Right. And, and there's people and, and there's like active voices in the community that, um, that speak up pretty regularly um, with expectations on things and with certain expectations that, that they want you to do within SC. And, and again, it's limited on what you can do. And so you have to like thread that needle. Yeah. So it's just uh, to sum that up, I would say it's emotional. And so dealing with that and balancing the different commitments that you have, Jerry said it earlier, you get pulled in a lot of directions. And so sometimes you definitely feel the pulled too thin. So if you spend too much time on something else, you feel like you're neglecting this. And so an example of that for me is it's been a little bit more travel over the last couple of months than there were the first three months. And so when you're traveling, you have less time in front of the computer. You have less time, like necessarily like having meetings that you might need, but you're spending a lot more time like face-to-face with people and getting to see community members. But then there's other work that, that you have to do that you're falling behind on. And so it's just balancing the different expectations and, and roles and responsibilities that you have. And so I would say that that's one thing that I look at, like the current special counsel that I feel like I'm working on and the other and and the other and the rest of the SC is working on is to help this role become something that is a little bit more focused and balanced. And I think that the what the role is supposed to be and like what the expectations are and what it's turned into, like all three of those things I feel like are different. And I feel like this SC is like definitely like a in a transition state and trying to help navigate this role into really what it should be and what it was intended to be in the beginning, which is representing the community, reviewing the AIPs, dealing with the legal side of things, meeting with community members, those type things. And that doesn't cover the entire list, but empowering and making sure that other groups can take over and do things that need to be done within the DAO, because there are still a lot of holes in the DAO as well. And so it's like, you're put into this position with the expectations of this Let's call it a billion-dollar organization, and you have five people that are elected into a position that have certain roles and responsibilities that you have to do based on the role, and then there's new expectations are put on you. SC members, I see all of us taking on roles and responsibilities that the community doesn't even always see to fill in the gaps. And so it's like trying to navigate the DAO into a place where the governance working groups or or other groups that put up AIPs can take on some of these roles and responsibilities within the DAO. So it's like the DAO is ever evolving. And I think it's just going to go stronger over time, but I definitely feel like, and it'll probably trickle into this next SC as well. I know it will. There definitely is this role helping push the DAO along and making sure that we're trying to lay this foundation of success for years to come. And, and that's not something you can just snap your fingers and do. It really does take time and effort. And anyway, it's been fun. It's been stressful. It's been a lot of things, but I hope that summarizes it a bit. Yeah, I think just for the DAO structure, we also need to change over time to adapt to different 
faces of the Dow, right? Like, because back then it was it was Cartan with us. It was pretty much like people community doesn't really know what's going on inside the foundation, and kind of moving on to the election process. That community representatives that kind of delivering that part of information unveil the part that community couldn't see, and then you guys boarded, and we see like this whole. Transparent community representatives that are elected and representing community to help building something, creating the the DAO that community want to, and then the changes over time, right? Like people having different expectations during different time, and we've achieved what community want to see. And the, the biggest challenge for us is when will community be really happy with what we've done, and what's that expectation line? And also, just in general for the DAO. What is that decentralization line? Is what is that transparency line? Is because for us, our salary is public. What we do is public. Our weekly report is public, right? <laughs> like it is very different than a, than a company that you at least have like privacy on your salary. This is very private information. I don't want to share with people. And uh, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts, Wolven. Yeah, I think it's similar. I have similar thoughts to it. Cap said it's been a really cool experience. I know that from the outside, people are frustrated at the pace of things and there's frustrations that people don't always know what special counsel is doing. Although I think we've, I think there is a lot of transparency around what special counsel is doing between the weekly reports and the information we provided about the role which folks can see on the Abecoin DAO for discourse forums. I know people are people want to see the DAO move faster and they think that it's special counsel's fault that there isn't as much progress. But the DAO really moves through community initiatives, through through community proposals. And there's lots, there's some great ones right now, like some really exciting stuff right now. I know from hearing anecdotally from other people that there's other exciting ones coming as well. I think we're at a really exciting time in the ApeCoin DAO, I, I think there's a lot more excitement right now about about what's happening. So, and that, and it, that makes it more fun to be in the role too. It's exciting for us too on, on special counsel. Yeah, I think I've been enjoying it a lot. There are tough days or tough weeks, like Cap and I think like Jerry alluded to. There, you do need thick skin in this role because people come out with their pitchforks, and we've all felt that in the role. But overall, it's for me, it's been a really positive experience. And uh, yeah, it's been exciting. And I think there's lots of reasons for people in the DAO to to be excited right now. Yeah, yeah. I think overall, like just from our personal experience, like it's quite a learning. And now it's very exciting and a very important time for our DAO. It's the election season. And we've seen so many amazing candidates and nominees that on the form not only just for special council election, we're going to have governance metaverse group election and other group election as well. What do you guys want to see from the future SCs or governance stewards? What your personal opinion, uh, not representing the DAO, but what, what do you want to see from the people that can provide value in, in S zero, let's say the future SC. We have three spots open. Yeah, there's lots of, lots of positions open. I think for SC, yeah, see more varied skill sets and perspectives. Not, I think yourself and Jerry brought incredible skill sets and perspectives, but now that you're not running, let's keep like sh- shaking things up and switching things up. And I think that, you know, the DAO could benefit from just having that different perspectives and experiences on special counsel. 
Um, and then some of the other roles are brand new, right? The metaverse working group steward and the m marketing comms or marcoms working group stewards. For those, I think you want to see people with some degree of expertise in those areas, but also I think even more importantly, like passion for ApeCoin and passion for growing the ecosystem and improving the DAO. Yeah, hopefully there are people with a vision for what they can achieve with those working groups because the working groups, I think, really are what the people involved in them make of them. They've got like a broad, a, a mandate and a scope in the AIPs, but it's, it, I think it's really up to the people involved to think about how they want to achieve that and to really take ownership of the working groups and make them succeed. So I think you want people who have that like mental vision, passion, ambition. And uh, yeah, I think that's the kind of people that I would like to see in those roles. Yeah, and I think the governance role is also a very good career path to go to the SC elections as well. Ben used to be a steward of the ApeCoin DAO, and then he ran for the for the special council. I think it, it's amazing like to show people that what you've done before, and it's building that level of trust before you even run for the election. So we want to hear your thoughts, Captain. To recall that question is what we wanted to see from the future DAO participants and stewards and SDs. I like to see a combination of things in the candidate. <clears throat> I like to see that they've had interest and been active in the DAO before the special counsel process. That doesn't mean that if you haven't been, that you're not qualified or you shouldn't win. It's just like, generally speaking, I think a prior experience within the DAO, either an official or unofficial capacity, just being involved matters and helps you hit the ground running a little bit faster. For example, I was an active DAO participant before I ran for SC, but I wasn't employed or working day in and day out with the DAO. And so I would say from like Wabam and myself, I feel like the history of working in the DAO gave him an advantage from, from the get-go. There's a learning curve to this job. It takes time to get your legs under you and to really figure out the ins and outs and understand the ins and outs of the DAO. And I, I don't think that'll end even through this entire process, but I think that being involved prior helps shorten that learning curve probably of being in this SC role. And so I personally would like to see more people. There are some people currently working within the DAO that aren't running for SC that I would love to see run for SC in the future, because I think that they're in it for the right reasons and they're hard workers, and they understand the nuances of the DAO. And, and so I think that's an important thing. I think, I think reputation matters. I think having a strong reputation and, and being an active community member, that doesn't mean you have to be an ape, but like being involved in Web3, being an active participant in Web3, uh, that helps. I would like to see that. And then also like seeing a diverse skill set, right? So I do think like currently with where the DAO is, and with, with probably where we'll be for at least a few more months, if not longer, I, it definitely helps to have like different perspectives within the DAO. And so I would just say for the voters or for those running, see where the strength, strengths and weaknesses are currently for the SE, um, for those that are like in the SE currently for like where WebAM and I are and what roles might be needed. We all within the special counsel role have we know the ba the basic mandates of the position, but then there's other responsibilities that we may or may not take on. And I think, I think those help as well. Did I answer that? I answer? Yeah, but I think this is a role that really need decent English uh, language skill. 
And then I think like people would assume that that's something that already required. I, I wouldn't say like that's a requirement if you can just work fine and read fine and talk fine. I feel like if someone that can't really speak English and being part of the the meeting and the email and everything, it will be a little bit difficult, right? We encourage people speaking different language, engaging in the DAO. I don't know. Do What do you guys think? Do you think it's a, a must to have or it's like a nice to have? I think it's a must have. And I guess I would say, I don't want to make it seem like it has to be English. If everybody on SC spoke Mandarin and we got like an admin team that, you know, spoke Mandarin as their first language and everybody, English just wasn't everybody's first language. I think that would work fine too. But practically right now, like it, it's a, it's a, isn't a largely English speaking team and there's an English admin team and the AIPs are in English. So if you didn't, you didn't speak English or if your English was like really bad, that would be a barrier. That's just practical. Is that right? Maybe not. In an ideal world, everything would be just fully multilingual and, and there would be no barrier like that. But I think like realistically and practically, that is how it is right now. So I think it would be a challenge if somebody came into the role that, that really struggled with English. But, but that's not to say it wouldn't, it would be insurmountable. We'd have to think about how to handle that. People weren't understanding each other. I don't know, maybe we'd need a translator or, or, or something. Or the technology can change that, right? Like the chat GPTs, AI can actually remove that barrier for us. Thank you. Really appreciate your input. Do you have any election tips that you want to give to the people that are running? I know we probably already covered a little bit during the previous conversation. I would say there's three spots, obviously. I would say one thing that I enjoyed doing was trying to get to know other candidates. And so there's not just one spot here, right? Everyone's just fighting for one spot. There are three spots. And so it's not, I think it's helpful during the process. I think Wabam said this earlier, but you get to know, so, like one of the, one of the things that I enjoyed the most about the process was getting to know more people within the community and also the other candidates more. And so it really felt like it helped me expand just within the community and have more respect. And not that I didn't have respect for people before, I just get to know them on a more personal level and whether they win or not, that was extremely helpful. Yeah. I actually get to know what if G and the Jerry better while we were running because before I don't think I've ever really talked to them that much. Any tips that you want to give, Ben? I answered this question unprompted earlier, yeah. but I, yeah, like Trippy said, like I can take the time to get to know the other candidates because you're all actually on the same team, even though you're competing right now for three roles, you're all really on, on the same team and trying to achieve the, the same things, which is to improve the DAO and help grow the ecosystem. Those people, if you continue to be in the DAO at the end of your candidate, yeah, the election, whether you're an SC or not, those people are like colleagues and people you're going to work with. So take the opportunity to get to know them and to grow your network and make more friends in the space and enjoy it enjoy it like it, it although it's stressful especially if you get to the second round it is a cool experience and it is a great opportunity to learn more about the DAO and, and other people and to make those connections there yeah. i'd like to elaborate on that point for just a second because i think we we said similar things and i think it plays into if you are elected as well i think it's important to be a team player right i don't think there, there are moments on SC where, yeah, it's a stressful job. Um, life still happens outside of SC, right? And so people are in different moods on different days. And sometimes we might get snippy. Sometimes we might have disagreements. But at the end of the day, 
you got to be able to be a team player and have and have that mutual respect for your colleagues. And I think that this current SC definitely has that. I've had my moments, and I, th- I think we probably all have. At the end of the day, you know, we have a respect for each other, and we can move on and continue to work together and be team players because it is a very stressful job. There are moments um, of disagreement, and, and you have to be able to accept that and, and continue to to move on. I think be able to communicate that is very important, and the most of the misunderstanding is actually happen because of the communication issues. So I think be someone that are able to communicate. You could also be a middle person to communicate or bridging different ideas together for others as well. I think that's a very important skill set. Yeah. So do you guys think any like improvement that we want to see of the DAO or? Even the election process. I can start first. I wanted to see my vote that not being public. <laughs> I think we talk about yeah. this. I, yeah, that, that, that's a good point, and I, I'd love to talk about that. I was going to say, for me, one thing that I would like to see in the election process is for the candidates is less. People can do what they want to do, right? You make your own choices when you're running, but there was this like. It felt like you had to be on every spaces and every YouTube channel and every show. And it was like these official debates. And so I don't know, maybe as a DAO through this process, like maybe there's some official, official ones that, that, cause that also gives the community a chance to know, go watch these few and like, how do you pick those? I don't know, but that's something I would like to see improved on over time. As far as the vote there, I, I can agree with that. I, I think the benefits to shielded voting outweigh the negatives to shielded voting. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or not, but I agree. Yeah. Sure there's probably a laundry list of things that we could talk about and, and work through and try to improve. Yeah. I think we're pretty much up to the time. Thank you so much, uh, Cap and Old Van that, you know, spend the time and get on the show. Um, and we're really excited for what's coming for the Ape Coin DAO. Um, and we're also not representing the foundation during this conversation. All the opinions are on our own. So thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye.